Hi, and welcome to Connected Conversations for Creatives. I'm your host, Jennifer Carr, and today I am grateful to be able to introduce to you Clayton Knoblet. He is the Senior Marketing Manager at Written Word Media, and we have a great conversation lined up for you today. So Clayton, welcome, and thanks for hanging out with me today. Yeah, thanks for having me, Jennifer. I'm really, really excited to, to talk with you and uh, yeah, see everything that, that we come across in our conversation here. Nice. So just kind of a get to know you. Uh, in the pre-show form, you said that your creative outlets included home construction, sports, and marketing. So let's talk about those first two real quick. Home construction <laughs> and sports. Like, do you build houses, remodel them for fun? What's uh, that? No, more just like home projects. Um, so, you know, like we, we redid our bathroom recently. Basically, me and my wife kind of refused to pay anybody to do home projects. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of creativity that goes into that. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, we built a deck um, and, you know, all, all sorts of, and you know, porch, shed, all, all sorts of different stuff. Um, so that's kind of that creative outlet, I'd say. Um, and then, you know, sports are a creative, especially team sports, right? You have to be able to envision what's happening on the field and how you can impact that. Um, so I think sports are a pretty underrated creative thing, I think, actually. I agree. And I think a lot of times, you know, creative is one of my biggest things here on this um, podcast is like, I encourage people to form a community. Like you have to have these mm -hmm. connections with people um, and sports. That's an excellent example. Like I played sports growing up. Um, softball was my thing. And I, like, that's a team, right? And when you have that team behind you, like you can, you feel like you can do just about anything. And that's so true for the creative journey too, even though we like to isolate ourselves a little bit sometimes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, t talking to authors, I think I, I hear a lot that it's, you know, it's kind of a, a lonely life writing a book, right? Like writing a book admittedly is not a team sport. Um, right. But I, you know, a lot of authors that, you know, write a lot of books or kind of their con continue their writing career for a long time, definitely build a community, whether it's online or in person. Um, so yeah, I think that's definitely a, a lesson you can take from sports that your know, community helps, right? Like when things are not going well, if you can just talk with somebody else and get some perspective, that, that helps a lot. Definitely. And, and having, you know, because it, it is the actual writing process is kind of a solo journey, but then you're talking, when you start adding in your editors and your beta readers and your arc readers and all, you know, you, you start building a network of people and then you learn from other authors where that's, that's been one of my biggest sources of, you probably shouldn't try that. And I'm like, noted, you know, like I yeah. you know, you get some pretty good advice that <laughs> that's probably not the cliff you want to die from. So uh, yeah, having a network just in general, um, from the beginning to the end of the process. Yeah, it's, it is crucial uh, to writing. And it's not something that I really realized was a thing when I started the journey of writing a book. Um, like I just thought, oh, I'm going to write a book and that's the end of it. No, like you, you have to have people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, and, and like you were saying, like someone who's done it before you, right, can save you so much time and hassle um, you know, I feel like every other author I talk to, they say, oh, my first release was just like, I made every mistake in the book. And then the second time around, it was better. And then occasionally I'll talk to an author of, and they'll say something similar to you like, hey, like, uh, you know, I almost did this thing that someone told me would have been a huge mistake and saved me so much time and anguish. So yeah, but there's a yes. lot to learn from other people. So trying to find that community yes. can, be, can be difficult, but it's really, really worthwhile, I think. It is. And that's kind of what my whole platform is. It's like, I want to stop people from making those mistakes, but also having the resources that I think that they can plug into throughout their journey and their process, um, which is kind of where you come in. So like you said, marketing was your other creative outlet and, and now you've made that your career. So tell me about, you know, your, your journey there, but also about written word media, what you do there and, and 
how that works. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, as far as my career in marketing, um, so I started doing marketing um, out of college at a, a fintech company. Um, not super exciting stuff, um, but definitely learned a lot. Um, the, you know, fintech, not the most exciting in industry, particularly when comparing it to, you know, authors and, and especially fiction, right? Um, so yeah, I, I learned a lot and had a good time. Um, but then, you know, when the opportunity at Written Word came up, um, I really jumped at it because I've been a you know an avid reader all my life. Um, we we were one of those households that like didn't have TV growing up, um, so I read a lot of books and and love to read. Um, so that that kind of made made a lot of sense right off the bat. And then you know I've been a written word for over four years now, maybe like four and a half. Wow. Um, so yeah, time flies, but uh, it's been really fun to work with authors and. You know, kind of the the work that I do, I really believe in it. Um, like, you know, one of the the core values of the company, Written Word Media, is that we believe that books are a force for good in the world. Um, and you know, and I, I believe that long before I started working at Written Word Media, so that was kind of a natural fit. Um, and then, yeah, working with authors and kind of seeing the impact that book marketing can have on someone's kind of a you know their their author career and even just like the emotions they have around sharing their work. Um, it's really powerful. Um, so yeah, yeah, really, really enjoy my work. And uh, yeah, lucky, lucky to get to do it, I think. Yeah, no kidding. Um, to, to find the thing, especially right out of college, because I know, even right out of college, for me, the first go around, it was like, okay, I have this piece of paper, and I don't really know what I'm going to do with it, you know, so to be yeah. able to just jump out and be like, this is what I want to do. This is what I love. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely blessed there. Um, so yeah, 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 I can't complain. <laughs> so I, over the years, like, and I did not, my, my undergraduate in, is in psychology. Um, and I didn't really use that when I got out of college. Instead, I became a wedding planner, which, you know, requires enough psychology in and of itself. Certainly, um, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> dealing with people always requires a good knowledge of people. Um, so, but over the years, I've owned several different businesses, all of which required marketing and advertising. And um, you know, depending on the arena you're in, that that advertising and marketing looks very different. Um, like in the wedding planning uh, arena, like you you don't have to quite target as much of an audience as you do as an author, because I can advertise to the 20 year old engaged girl and her grandma. And that overlaps so greatly because, you know, grandma's going to pay for the wedding planner or, you know, the engaged girl's going to take it to her mom and say, mom, I found a wedding planner. But as an author, you have to like really lock it down and target that audience. And so people with the expertise in marketing for authors to me, like I should bow at your feet because that just whoop, right over my head all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that's my, my takeaway from working with authors is that, you know, one, no one wants to market their book pretty much, right? Like very few people write a book to become a marketer, right. uh, which makes sense. But unfortunately, that's kind of what happens, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Whether you mm -hmm. like it or not. Um, and so, you know, I, I like marketing. I understand that that's probably weird, um, but I, I'm here to help, right? You know, I'm, I'm not an author. I've not published a book. So, you know, all the developmental editing, I will leave that to someone else. But when it comes to getting people to buy your book, um, that's where I can help and I'm happy to help. Um, so that's kind of where I, where I try to help authors out because, you know, the, the part where they kind of, I don't know, don't enjoy the most, I, I really do enjoy um, so yeah, I try, I try to make marketing a little, little easier to understand. Um, and, you know, written word media, I think we provide a lot of really great products. Um, and our focus is always to make marketing um, effective. So number one, it's got to work, right? Otherwise, why are we doing it? Um, and then we want it to be easy to use because no one wants to spend a ton of time on their marketing. Um, and then we also want to provide five-star customer service all the time. 
Um, because, you know, unfortunately, I think it's getting better. But in the past, there have been a lot of kind of like scams targeting authors or, you know, maybe not straight up scams, but, you know, companies that do some shady things. Um, and so the author community is really sensitive to that, understandably. Um, and so we make a, you know, a concerted effort to provide great customer service, you know, whether you're a customer or not. If you just email us and ask us a question, we will do our best to answer it for you. Um, just because, yeah, we, we, we believe in that and we think it all comes around in the end. That and that's a big deal. I um I hate social media in so many ways, but at the same time, like it's very beneficial. And I have just kind of slowly eased my way onto different platforms. And recently I joined LinkedIn, which that I'm still trying to figure that one out. That's a whole different we can talk about that <laughs> another time. But I like as soon as I was like create profile, I had messages coming in from say people saying, I'm a digital marketing specialist. I could help you push your da da da. And I'm like, here's the thing. You don't know a lick about me. You don't know anything yeah. about what I'm offering. You have not read my book. You have not taken, because you didn't have time to get to know me as the author, as the business owner and that kind of thing. And so that just really, it, or it frustrates me so badly um, because people will fall for that, right? Because it looks like yeah. an easy way to get my book out there, but they just don't know that they need somebody who's genuinely interested in helping them succeed and not just somebody who wants to make a dollar off of them. Um, yeah. And yeah, it, it, and it's just, it's, it's scary. And that's, that's another thing that I want to put out there is there's a warning label here. Like, be careful who you do business with, because you want people who are going to answer the phone when you call them or email in this case, yes. you know, and, and actually be there for you because they're invested in your success. Absolutely. And that, that's a, you know, going back to community, like we talked about earlier, that's where your community can really help out and, and vet some of these, these things for you. Um, and some other good, good resources um, is the, the Alliance of Independent Authors. Um, they um, will vet different author services. Um, so if you get kind of a, something you're suspicious about, but you're intrigued by, you can always ask them. Um, and yeah, just get it out there in the, the author community as well and ask and see if anybody's had an experience um, with that company. Um, and I'm, I'm grateful to say that at Written Word Media, um, we have very good reviews. Um, so feel free to ask around about us, but I think you'll hear only positive things. So I'm, I'm happy to say. <laughs> oh, definitely. I poked around y'all's website and it's, you know, it, it's one, it's an easy to use website. You know, the resources are there. They're great. Um, I watched an interview with, um, oh my gosh, your CEO, his name just kind of left my brain. Not his, uh, Oh, uh, Farrell. Farrell's our COO. Farrell. Yeah. So mm -hmm. COO. Yes. I watched yeah. an interview with him and I was like, you know, he's just so genuine. And then I like, I've seen your stuff on social media and I was like, you know, they're, they're really genuine people over there. And so I was like, we actually need to have a conversation because I think it's a resource <laughs> that new authors especially can go into. It's affordable. It's not one of those, you know, written word media is not charging you off the wazoo to get started with stuff. You can test the waters for pretty inexpensive. Um, yeah. And so I was just like this, this was definitely a resource I wanted to um, suggest that other authors, you know, maybe look into. Um, so, and, and one thing that I have found regardless of whatever services I'm marketing, whether it was my wedding planning services or book marketing, um, like I have found that I have to genuinely be myself, right? I don't want somebody else pushing my image for me. I have to like cultivate this authentic presence in whatever marketplace I'm in. Um, and I think that written word media, like they seem pretty authentic too, as far as what they're putting forward. They're not trying to scam you out of your 25, 35, $55, whatever, you know, um, level you, they want to charge for whatever. Um, do, do you kind of, do you kind of get the same feeling that maybe there are people out there who don't really care about their authenticity and that like, how do we work with that? 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I, I think, you know, when when you think about authenticity as a as a company or an author or, you know, as a brand, really, um, it's about building trust, right? And, and a great way to build trust is to be authentic and be a real person. Um, because, you know, I like to think that most real people don't do bad things, right? And so <laughs> if you're able to demonstrate that you're a real person, I'm much more willing to trust you. Um, and so, yeah, that, that authenticity goes a long way. So, you know, I think, you know, for, for us at Written Word Media, it's, you know, me doing interviews like this and kind of, you know, explaining the, you know, the people behind all the products and, and the marketing efforts that we do. Um, and then for authors, it's a, you know, it's a lot of good stuff that you can do um, on your author website. Um, you can have a bio and explain who you are and how you got into writing. And a lot of this stuff, I think, you know, might, might be a little unnerving to do, especially if you're not someone that's, you know, comfortable with public speaking or you know, sharing a lot about your life. Um, that's not a comfortable thing to do. Um, but, but I think it is really important because, you know, when I read a book that I love, um, I'm grateful, right? And I'm really excited about this person who wrote this book that I love. Uh, and so I want to know more about them, even if they think that their life is boring. Um, I don't think it's boring because they wrote a book that I think is great. And so there's something going on with this person that I'm really excited about. Um, and so even just knowing, you know, where they live and imagining them writing the book, you know, is, is really powerful and makes me want to come back for more and more. Um, so yeah, I, I think, you know, for, for authors, I would just encourage to, to put more, more out there about yourself and, and let readers really connect with you because the ones that like your work want that connection and they want to be closer to you. Um, so I think there's a, there's a lot of stuff that authors can do to build that authenticity with their readers. And I, I think that matters. It absolutely matters. Um, uh, when an author writes a book, like from the author's standpoint, when we, when we pour into those pages, it may not be our personal life story but we're drawing from something so deep within us like we are putting part of ourselves on that page right like that's that is our personality in some form or fashion going onto that page and our goal is to connect with a reader and so once you've connected with that reader like there is literally a connection that happens and so yeah I'm gonna go and see oh, I'm probably gonna sign up for their newsletter I'm like I want to stay you know in the know when they're gonna send stuff out when you know their next book is coming out and that kind of thing um and so I, I want to connect in other ways ways as well just as a reader to authors yeah. that I read you know if you look on on book talk most of the you know the the trending authors on there it's a really positive communal vibe mm -hmm. um, and I, th I think that's something that's really great to go for it kind of it makes readers you know they finish the book they go to find out more about the author they get even more excited about who they're supporting and kind of this community they're a part of um, the people that are enjoying these stories um so yeah I think uh Having a positive social media presence is probably the way to go. Um, maybe there's some subsets or specific topics that you could write on that would change that. Um, but I, I would lean towards trying to be positive on social media and, and positive in your, your outlook um, on, on life when you can um, will we'll re resonate more with people. Um, so I think that's something to keep in mind. I agree. And I think, you know, just and being consistent, you know, yeah, we all have bad days, but that I'm not going to show you my bad day, like know that I have them, but I'm not going to sit here and, and, and try to pull you into my bad day, right? Like I want to encourage yeah. you to have a good day, regardless of how I'm feeling. And so, um, yeah, that was, it, it's kind of surprising when I come across because you're right. Book talk is very, it's an uplifting community. It is a connection, even when something doesn't really go well for somebody, um, 
they they are like, well, let me lift you up and let me support you. Now they will also grow some talons really fast. Um, and they will yes. also go after, <laughs> you know, you you slip up and they're coming after you. So I don't <laughs> know. It's it's a it's a dangerous path to walk sometimes. But um, I think if you're consistent and you're authentic, then I think you survive those kinds of communities a little better than others, maybe. I, I agree. I think, you know, consistent, that, that's a great point. Um, getting kind of your, yourself out there repeatedly and kind of saying, having a consistent message about who you are and why you write and, and what you enjoy. I think that resonates with people because it, you know, it comes across as more authentic. You're not switching up what you're about. Um, and then, you know, also like, I think you, you can see those interactions um, where it can be scary to put yourself out there because you'll see someone else um, you know, getting some like hate in the comments or something. Um, what I would say is I think that's very few and far between. I don't think that's a common experience. I think you might see more of it because unfortunately social media algorithms reward that sort of behavior, right? Um, mm -hmm. So, but I, I don't think many people are at risk for something like that. Um, it, you know, as long as you're just going out there and being yourself um, and, and, you know, supporting other people too is, is really important. Um, and so, yeah, like recommending other authors and, and acting in good faith um, is another great way to connect with the audience because um, readers appreciate that, right? Like mm -hmm. if I if I read a book by an author and I and I love their book, that author recommends a book by another author. I, I'm just so happy because that author, yeah, you know, I, I believe that they are excited about the stories and kind of this community more than just making a book, um, and and that means a lot. So yeah, that, that's another way to be authentic. Definitely. Um, and, and, you know, creating a brand as an author is one of those things that um, if you've never been a business owner, you don't really understand the process of creating a brand for yourself. But as an author, you are a business owner. Uh, and, and that is something that you have to keep at the forefront of your mind at all times. Um, so you have to constantly ask yourself, like, what do I want people to think when they hear my name mentioned as, you know, an author? What do I want people to immediately think of? Do they, do I want them to think of my work? Do I want them to think of the positive uh, environment that I provide for my readers? Like, but you have to constantly think of those things um, and make your choices accordingly. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, brand building is is something that's really curious. I think, you know, it can feel a little bit disingenuous to, to think about building a brand, mm -hmm. uh, right? Like that can feel inauthentic because, you know, that's not how we interact with our friends. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I don't hang out with friends and be like, oh, should I say that? Or is that not on brand, right? I just, you know, act, act how I do. Um, but really what you can think about it as, as an author is, a, your brand is extending your personality to a greater audience, right? And so instead of a one-to-one, -one, a brand is a one-to-many. Um, and so think about the, the things in your personality that your friends really like and think about how you can bring that out to everybody else um, who you might not interact with one-on-one. -on -one. Um, and so, yeah, like once again, it's it's really simple stuff, like having a, an appealing bio that people can relate to and kind of envision how you write and kind of your life experiences that that brought out this creativity from you. Um, may, maybe you're funny, right? You know, a lot of people can be you know funny or sarcastic, and that's a great thing to add into your brand. If that's who you are, uh, your readers more more likely than not will respond to that because they love your book. Um, so yeah, I think uh, you know finding the things that your friends really like about you and seeing if you can spread that out to a wider audience is a great way to think about growing your brand. I love that. That's, that is excellent advice. Um, thinking about just book publishing in general, and like it has changed so much in the last couple of years. Uh, and there's been this huge uptick in indie self-publishing. Um, and we've kind of seen the, the, 
mainstream publishing houses, like having to learn to maybe flex and roll with some of the changes, like especially with the influence of social media and just the really fast pace at which things are advancing. Um, what are some of the trends that you've seen uh, on your side of things and how can indie authors take advantage of them? Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, so, you know, one thing we're seeing, you know, very recently in the spring here is that advertising on Facebook in particular has gotten much cheaper. Mm -hmm. um, and we think there are a few different reasons um, why this could be. One, um, we think, you know, there was a lot of, there's a lot of concern over the, the economy and kind of where things were headed. Um, and I, you know, I think that's greatly lessened now, but what that did is that made a lot of big advertisers, brands like you know, Nike, some really large companies that everybody's heard of, they were spending less on advertising. So there's less competition on Facebook. Um, so that's one reason why we think costs have come down. Um, but also we think Facebook is leveraging a lot more artificial intelligence in their advertising. Um, so there's a lot more automated stuff on Facebook. Um, that frankly, as a marketer, a lot of their previous automated campaign settings and you know automated uh, text and whatnot didn't work very well. And so I was skeptical. Um, but frankly, now it's working really well. And you know, we've switched over all our campaigns to you know all of the advantage plus targeting and tried to automate things as much as possible because um, that is really working and they've really figured something out. Um, so that's something that that's trendy right now. So if you're curious about trying Facebook ads, now is a really good time to start. Um, or if you want uh, us at Written Word Media to run your Facebook ads, we will also do that. And once again, very good time to start. Um, so that's one trend we're seeing. And then, you know, of course, you know, I mentioned AI with the Facebook ads, but AI is just kind of you know taking off. Everybody's hearing about all the things you can do with AI. And so that is kind of rocking, not, not just the indie author world, but kind of the world in general right now, I think. Yeah. So let's talk technology, like specifically AI, because, um, and, and how it impacts creatives, because I'm a huge fan of technology. Like I'm almost 40 and there has never been a day in my life when we have not had a computer in our home. Like my dad had a Commodore 64 when oh, wow. I was born. Right. So like yeah. technology has always been just part of my world. Um, but AI is like a totally different level when it comes to technology. So what are some of the benefits you think that creatives might find when they utilize it? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think there are a lot of benefits. I think uh, the stuff that I'm hearing around how it can help you write is, is actually really exciting. Uh, I know a lot of authors kind of have this, you know, this gut reaction of, wait, if I have AI write my book, that's not authentic, right? I, I want to be an authentic creative. And, you know, I think that is a valid concern. But what I, what I would say is that, you know, a book written completely by AI uh, is going to be a bad book for a long time. But like, frankly, it's not there yet. Um, but there are ways that you can prompt the AI to, to help you write um, and to kind of give you a start and help you, you know, bounce ideas off of it um, and get rid of writer's block. If you're really stuck on something, you can have AI kind of rewrite it for you or start mm -hmm. it for you. Um, and so that, that can be really powerful. I think, I think it, you know, I'm talking to a lot of authors where it's helping them write faster. Um, so that, that's something that I think is really exciting. Um, yeah, and, and I'm is. also using that. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, it's very useful, like as I do use it um, regularly, probably on a daily basis in some form or fashion, especially like if I want a sentence reworded and I'm just like, I cannot think of another way to say this. I'm like, hey, reword my sentence. And it's like, oh, try this. And I'm like, regenerate, <laughs> you know, but it is yeah, a very useful yeah. tool. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, and, and I rarely use the final product that ChatGPT mm -hmm. gives me. Um, but I use parts of it or I'll tweak it. Um, and so, you know, I still believe that it, that it fully comes from me, but it's just able to rephrase it faster than I can in my own brain. 
Um, especially when I'm tired or need another cup of coffee, right? Um, so yes. yeah, it can help a lot with that. Um, but then another really exciting thing with, thing with the AI, well, I guess with the writing too, a lot of authors really don't like writing their blurbs um, or writing ad copy for, for things like Facebook ads or book ads, right? And, uh, and ChatGPT is great for stuff like that. It really is. Um, it can give you a blurb and then you can edit it. Um, and so, yeah, that they can be really helpful for things like that, where you, you know, you're a writer, but some things you don't want to write and it can help out with that. Um, there's also a lot of really cool AI art tools. Um, so things that can help you generate um, images for your ads, um, or maybe even images for your book covers, um, or even images that can help with the creative process, right? Help you visualize characters or scenes. Um, and so I think kind of the, the art potential with these AI tools is really exciting as well. And that is one of those, like, there has been a very recent, and I think it was, it was probably February of this year, um, there was a, there was some litigation that happened, according to, I can't remember, I was reading an article, <clears throat> I'll have to, I'll have to find it and link it, but um, the lawyer was, they, an artist was suing uh, for, like, copyright infringement, basically, saying that the work mm -hmm. was too closely derived from her original work. And I thought, ooh, that is that is interesting because um, you have to have the original in order to derive AI made right. work. Like there has to be something there. And so they were saying that it just infringed a little too closely um, on the original work. And so like, is there is there a risk there, some downfall maybe that we have to be careful of, even as authors with our words, because you know, what are the sources that the AI is feeding us information from? And are we going to get in trouble for copyright infringement? Like you have to be really careful with that too, as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I, I think that is perhaps more of an issue with the art side of things, mm -hmm. um, especially using it, you know, for for covers or something where you're generating revenue from the art. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, I, I think that's something to, to definitely consider before you dive headfirst into it. Um, and so, you know, it might be something that you keep an eye on for now and see how it develops um, if you're mm -hmm. not you know, fully ready to get into it. Um, you know, and, and one thing that I, I think I see a lot of authors say like, hey, this, you know, I'm concerned about the ethics of this and therefore I will never do it. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that, I, you know, I, I respect that position. I really do. Like, I think there's some some definite gray areas here. Sure. Um, and especially as as writers and artists, um, you know, we, we value other artists, you know, whether it's the written word or, or something, you know, mm -hmm. painted on a canvas, right? Like that, that respect is there. I think that's mm -hmm. really great. Um, one thing I would say about AI is that this technology is not going away, right? Like it's, it's out of the box. It's here. Mm -hmm. Um, and one of the great things about indie authors is that they embrace new technologies and new and new tactics really quickly. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of allowed this big indie boom that is left, as you mentioned earlier, the big publishing houses really kind of, kind of stressed out and worried mm -hmm. about where things are headed because they have not been able to keep up. Um, and so, you know, I, I think a lot of the the issues with AI and where it's trained will get worked out in the courts. Um, but what I would encourage authors to do is to not completely shut it off as something that that, that they don't believe in. Um, because I think this is a really big opportunity for authors to continue to gain this edge on, on the big publishing houses um, that frankly don't reward smaller authors or first-time authors the way that they should be. Um, so yeah, I, I think there's, you know, there's, there's lots to think about here. I am not an ethicist. Uh, I am not qualified, I, I think, to, to make a ruling on AI and, and where it all comes from. But what I would say is I would just encourage everybody to keep an open mind, um, 
I think the ethics concerns are, are really great. They're a great thing to have. Um, that's something that I actually really love about the author community mm-hmm. uh, that I don't see in, in many other places on the internet is the, this like respect for, for creativity and art. Yeah. Um, so that's really powerful. So, so don't lose that, um, but also don't lose your edge on, uh, on these larger publishing houses, but by embracing new technology. Um, you know, whether you like it or not, the stuff is here and it's not going right. away. Um, mm-hmm. So think about ways that you can use it um, to help you and, and in ways that make you feel comfortable. Yes, that's and that's excellent advice because this is my biggest concern. Don't let the technology become such a crutch either that you lose your creative sense. So you cr- lose that creative drive because I know that becoming reliant on somebody else writing words for me would be very easy to do and be like, passing them off as my own well then you're going to lose your voice as an author as well um and i can't speak to the artist side of things i'm sure that there's a similar thing when it comes to art but um as far as writing is concerned so uh, there are pros and cons to everything um i use ai i use chat gpt like i said every single day and so i'm not saying it's a bad thing i'm just saying don't let it become something you become reliant on either yeah 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 absolutely yeah i I think that that's a good point i think you know, it's it's such a it's such a trick tricky topic. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I I write an article every year where I talk about the the top publishing trends for indies to watch, and I interview you know industry experts around this topic. Um, and you know, I think I think Mark Mark Lefave of Draft to Digital, formerly of Kobo, um, what, he really made the point that I made earlier that hey, you know, indies, you know, whether you like it or not, this is here. Um, and, and our advantages were fast, we're able to adapt. Um, and so now is the time to embrace new things, um, and, and make sure that we're adapting with the times. Um, you know, e- even if we think there might be some concerns, I, I think those will be ironed out. Um, and, you know, and if, the, if they aren't, um, then, you know, then, then you might choose not to, to not to use AI. Um, but, but I think we're going to see a lot of changes with AI and kind of the rules on how it's trained in the coming years. Yeah, and I, I do think that it gives us an edge because you're right, the um, indie authors, we do not have the same, you know, red tape that traditionally published authors have to cross every time. We don't have to check it off with somebody and say, hey, can I do this? The answer is, I'm going to do this. And, uh, you know, so there is definitely some freedom to be held there. And if it goes against your conscience, if it goes against your values, don't do it. Yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah I, absolutely. I, and, and one thing I think that is interesting is going back to the, the author brand thing, Um is kind of the use of AI or technology in your author brand, right? I think that varies greatly by the type of type of books that you write and, and who your audience is. You know, for example, I can see, you know, maybe some some lit RPG authors or sci-fi authors, uh, their readers being really excited by the use of AI to you know, create an image or or to help write a book, right? Like that audience could be really excited by something like that. Um, whereas, you know, maybe a literary fiction audience would not be as excited about that. Um, and so, you know, before you use these, these things, it's good to think about your audience and kind of how they might feel about you using them. Um, cause for some authors, you know, using AI could be a lift. People could be more excited to read your book. Um, mm-hmm. whereas for others, it could be you know, kind of a turnoff for readers. Um, so knowing your audience, um, when you present your brand like that is, is really important. Um, so my husband and I were like, he, he's a very creative person, but he's also like, he's the cyber tech, uh, cybersecurity specialist for a company. And like, he, you know, he's the, he's the geek in the relationship. And, um, 
he came to me one day and he was like, Hey, I've got this really great idea for a book. Uh, and I was like, okay, are you going to write it? And he was like, no, we're going to write it together. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. Cause like we work very well together. Like we've, we have built a number of things like we construction projects, you know, chicken coops, whatever we have, we've done it together and we've been really good at it, but I don't know. Writing is, it's a personal thing for me. I don't know if we could team up. He was like, no, just hear me out. And it's, there, it's an AI related story about how AI and oh, humanity cool. are kind of overlapping. And so, like I said, I don't have a problem with AI. Like I'm, I'm all about it. Let's, let's explore it and see where it takes us now. Do I want it taking over? No, but that's, that might be a little bit too much fiction in my mind, but uh, yeah, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully it stays in the <laughs> fictional part of my mind. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I think that the, te- you're right. The technology is there. Like we should just take advantage of it. And again, if it crosses over to the, you know, gray areas of your conscience and you're not comfortable using it, then don't use it. But just know that the competitive edge is there when you do use it, that it can help you. It's a tool. It's not, it's not there to hurt you. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. All right, Clayton, do you have any other advice or encouragement for the listeners based on anything and everything we've talked about? What you got for us? Yeah. You know, I, I think, you know, one, one thing I would say is, um, you know, just going back to sharing more about yourself and how scary that can be. Um, I, I would just say, um, take the plunge and, and see how good it can be. Cause mm-hmm. I think you know, equally as scary as it can be, it can be equally as rewarding, if not more. So, um, when readers connect with you and, and who you are and where you come from, I think that can be really powerful. Th- those are some of the most you know, meaningful stories I've heard from authors um, is connecting with readers over similar backgrounds or, or different things that they've gone through. Um, and so, you know, I think, you know, it can feel like a risk putting yourself out there, but there is a lot to gain, um, both from a, you know, emotional connection to your readers and kind of how meaningful that can be. But also, like, frankly, that translates to more readers and more book sales um, and more income from your writing. Um, so I, I think there's a lot to gain from putting yourself out there and, and letting readers know more about you. Oh, absolutely. And, and it's funny that um, when you put your work out there, you are, like I said earlier, you are putting part of yourself out there. Um, And it's, there's nothing better than to have a reader come back to you later and say, you know, that really spoke to me. And, you know, I realized my story was a fictional story, but something I said spoke to somebody else. And so to maintain that connection, like they need to know that I genuinely care what their reactions are and they're not going to give me those reactions. I'm not going to hear the good reactions, the positive reactions. If I don't make myself available to hear them um, or approachable, you know, if I'm not approachable, they're not going to come to me and say, Hey, I read this and I loved it. They're going to be like, well, the story was good, but that author, let me tell you. Um, And they're probably not (laughs) going to pick up another book. You know, it is what it is. Um, A really neat story uh, just kind of off hand here but so I had sent out my second book to beta readers and in the story one of the characters has lost a brother when he was younger lost a brother to suicide and um, it's a really it's it's sad it's touching there's some redemption that happens um, through his story and he and his uh, wife they have a child and they named the baby after the brother that he lost when he was younger I had a reader one of my beta readers messaged me and said did you know like and how would I know this? She was like, I named my youngest son after my brother who committed suicide. And like, there was this instant connection I had with this reader that I could say, I didn't know that, but I'm glad to know that this was a good reminder for you, that it was something that, you know, I could, I could be part of that memory and it was a positive experience. And she felt safe enough to come to me and share that with me. So I was just like, Ooh, that was so cool. That was, you know, that's just That's amazing. Intervention. Yeah. yeah, it was very cool. So just be that person that people are attracted to and, and 
yeah just be yourself yeah. i agree that's fantastic yeah. and, and the people that read your books and finish them and go looking for more about you they, they trust me most of them are going to love to know more about you regardless yeah. of what it is right yes. they, they they already like you they just want to know more about you so they can like you more uh, so th exactly. that's that's what it comes down to. They, they get to know your books and then they get to know you. Rarely are they reading you know the author bio before they buy the book, right? That's less common. Absolutely. And and you know, we don't write the books for the well, I don't write the books for the attention. I write the books because I have a story that I want to tell. Um, and if that means that I make friends in the process, then you know, we're all winners in that case. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, Clayton, thank you so much for taking this time to just have this conversation. Um, there was a lot of goodness like packed into this like short amount of time. <laughs> it kind of flew by. Um, and hopefully listeners will walk away like just knowing what they need to know to to build their brand and to do it authentically. Like I, I think. If they didn't walk away with something, it's their own fault. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. And, and if not, you know, hit, hit me up on, on TikTok at Written Word Media and complain, please. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, no, so far, five stars all the way around. And <laughs> for all of you out there listening, remember, check the show notes for any links that were mentioned today and all of the resources that will be available. Um, if you want to be a guest on the show, just and have one of these connected conversations there's a link for that too in the meantime all of you go be creative be authentic and look for new ways to make authentic connections <laughs>